2: And gentlemen on behalf of the california angels and the city of los angeles on the occasion of her majesty's royal visit please welcome internationally renowned opera star enrico palazzo yes he's in the intensive care ward at our lady of the worthless miracle
3: Give me two. ho! Oh, hey, hey! wait, I'm over here. That's right. Oh, I'm over here. Hey, everybody. I'm Michael Gauvier. We're live on YouTube. It's Benjamin Chase. It's the weekly edition of the Prospect Power Half Hour. Follow Ben on Twitter. Big Gentle Ben. Big Gentle Ben. I'm at MJ Gauvier. Plus a podcast. Two L's. Two Z's. Give me two. Everything else you need to know is in the description here. And if you're listening on the podcast platform, if you haven't rated us at all, we'd love a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Please do that if you never have. It's been a long time since we had a rating, and we could definitely use some because we think we're worth the time. Ben, right off <laughs> yeah. the top, it's hard to not talk <clears throat> about Ellie De La Cruz right away.
2: I mean, I went through, and you know, we we last had a show on the first of June, and since then we've had a dozen uh, a dozen call ups. Can you name more than or a dozen dozen players make their debut? Can you name any of them that has been anywhere near as impactful as Daily Cruz already?
3: Oh, I, mean, I would, I would say this tops any debut this year for me. I mean, oh. Bryce Miller was a really good debut, obviously that was outstanding. Mm-hmm. But I got to tell you, Ben, I don't know where the hell I've been. I don't know what the hell I was doing. But I have no shares of De La Daily Cruz, and I got serious no. FOMO right now. I mean, this guy. I'm an idiot. I don't I don't know how these things happen. Maybe I'm in too many leagues. I've been bitching about that all year. I'm in 21 leagues. It is way <laughs> too many leagues. They're not just best ball leagues, okay? They all require effort. 19 of them are fab leagues, just to clarify so you know. But the guy looks like an absolute superstar to me with every component available to him. He wears number 44 like Eric Davis did once upon a time. Eric Davis was power and speed incarnate. He was a perennial MVP candidate in my mind, until he had an injury that kind of kind of screwed yeah. up his career a little bit, and he was never the same. But he's going to be better than Eric Davis. He doesn't get hurt. He's as good as Ronald Acuna or Mike Trout or any of those guys, in my opinion, as long as he shows the on-base skills that Trout has.
2: The raw the raw talent is something you just don't see. I mean, what, what I tell folks is, or what I've been telling folks is, imagine if O'Neal Cruz's talent could take a walk. And that's what you have. And that's <laughs> pretty. F- I mean, O'Neal Cruz is listed as this oh my gosh, talent guy as far as his speed, as far as his arm, as far as his I mean, all that stuff. But wow, I mean, it, you just watch him. I I guess <clears throat> just what I had seen of him this year, I am I had drastically underrated his speed. I mean, that initial double, he Put himself in the lead for the Reds. Now, granted, the Reds aren't exactly the speediest team on, in the majors, but the fastest home to second speed the Reds have posted all year, yep. and it's one of the, I think it's second or third, uh, in all of the National League this year. His sprint speed, his speed on that from triple, his home, his home, or no, his on the first double that he got. Oh, the first double, okay. Because um, I know he taught Bobby he went, Witt on the triple in terms of uh, speed. Yep. Yeah, and that, I mean, it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. And this guy's got, I mean, I don't know that you can give him a true 80 arm, but he's very, there are not very many arms better than his in the minors. There were not many in the minors any better. Yeah, (laughs) And there, there still aren't on the infield. I mean, your best arms that can even compare right now that are healthy because Cruz is not healthy right now. The best arms that can compare to him are all outfield arms. I mean, that's just what it is. And he's, he's improved the body so much that he can handle short. He's struck out almost 10% less than he's ever struck out before this year, which is, I mean, that's a huge number. It is. To drop 10% off your strikeout rate is huge. And then he's taken he's still taking walks at a decent rate i mean he's not going to ever i don't know that he's ever going to be just because the bat is such that he's got a little bit of i don't know if you want to say loop to the swing but he's got he, he can definitely be exploited there and you're talking a guy who he's walking 14% this year That's almost double anything he has ever like 7.8% during his time at high a last year was his best rate at any level that he's ever played at. Yeah.
3: That can say two things too, that he's more feared now and that he's improving
2: with his batter's eye. Yeah. And the great part is he's not chasing. I mean, his strikeout rate this year, it's on balls in the zone. It's simply that he missed a ball that was in the zone. He's really not chasing to get these strikeouts. So say what you want about possibly having a high strikeout rate, but it doesn't look like so far that he's been chasing this year much at all either. And that's just ridiculous. (laughs) I mean, to think about that kind of power, that kind of speed, that kind of everything. I mean, geez, that's, yeah, that's, it's just nuts to think about what this guy could be. And I mean, you don't want to start hanging stuff on a guy when he's got two games in his career. I mean, that's you, yeah. you got to be careful about that. But yeah. in raw talent, I mean I just I can't imagine another player who's at this level. I, I don't I don't recall it. Now, he's not had the best day today. So far he's got I think the game might be over. But he struck out 3 times today. So Oh, boo. That's terrible. Point. But he also got his first steal. Today too. So you know, now he's got the a home run and a steal on his tagline. Yeah. It's just kind of ridiculous to think about what this guy has done already in three games to show off what he has.
3: Yeah, They're and awesome. a points points league, he's even more impressive. You know, if you're playing in points leagues, he's got triples, doubles, yeah. he's doing a lot of different stuff. It's very, very exciting. Joe's here, Joe Hook far Joe Hook, Joe Lowry. Follow Joe on Twitter. He's been a guest on this show as well, part of our Next big three series. If you ever missed the next big three yep. series, we did all 30 teams. are cataloged and locked in on our YouTube or in podcast platform of your choice. Hey guys, pretty quiet on the prospect front lately. Must've been hard to come up with the topic today. <laughs>
2: Very good, Joe. Boy, that's just dripping with sarcasm there. Either. So. <laughs>
3: and Chad says, what's up, Chad? I got burned hard by friend of the show. Eric cross today. He tweeted out Austin, Charles helium about 45 seconds after I made a waiver claim on him in my home league. I have no idea who Austin yeah. Charles is. Here I go. Ben, who's Austin Charles? Um,
2: oh, goodness. I, I'm i blank. I'm mixing him up with another Austin right now. I know that I am. That's why I, I've got to look this up, because I, I have a very strong feeling that I'm mixing him up on... Yeah, see, I was on the wrong guy. So, no. Young guy, just started in Arizona. Oh. Uh, and I want to say... Yeah, late drafty, twentieth round last year out of high school. Almost certain he was going to go to college, but yeah, he's. I, I for some reason I had him mixed up with uh, a guy from the from the Dodgers that has really had a solid season and uh, yep, Joe's on it. He's yeah, and I see uh, he's he's another guy. He's just got holy crap raw tools and. I mean, obviously, we're not talking like Ellie or O'Neill Cruz type of tools, but, you know, the build isn't all that different. I mean, he's listed at 6'4", 215. That was probably high school um, because he's bigger than that now. Um, yep. Probably another 10 to 20 pounds heavier and not bad weight. And for sure, I think Joe mentioned he's 6'6". Yeah, he's, it. you know, at least he's added an inch or two onto that height. You know, he might even be a little taller. I don't know if he's a shortstop long-term, but he's not terrible there either. Um, hmm. Interesting. It's, it's really, I I love his offensive ability, but one thing that I know that I've heard from a few folks who have seen him is his eye has a lot of work to go. Um, and granted, we're talking a five-game sample here, but in five pro games so far, he has walked zero times and struck out seven times in 22 plate appearances so got some work to do yeah but yeah. once again we talk about a guy like ellie ellie spent however many years what he was in oh yeah he had he had COVID in the middle of this but you know he started out 2019 he was good but guy he struck out all the stinking time and then he you know, had a couple teams in 2021, really didn't have a full season of games, mm-hmm. and showed some stuff, but still, again, struck out all the time, barely walked. But once you figure it out, that type of tool set, if you figure it out, once you figure it out, you rock it through the minor leagues up to the majors. Because really, once you've figured it out and you've got that kind of size, you've got that kind of skill set, you're going to have the ability to move you're going to have the ability to move quickly simply because your skill set is so rare, your size and skills are so rare that he's going to end up, you know, you're going to end up moving a ton. Um, but yeah, once he gets it, once he clicks, it's going to be, he's going to move up in a darned hurry. So, yeah, if you want to have he, your shares of him, you probably need to soon in a deep league. Okay. Um, but <laughs> he's he's a watch and make sure it's okay type of guy for me at the moment. Just- sure.
3: No, I mean, we get the picture here right now. He's a guy who's got to develop. A lot of work to do. He's young. He's 19. Holes in a swing. Needs to learn to be a bit more patient. And I gotta say that, uh, you know, there's some talk here. You always get these comparisons that you might be like Aaron Judge. And Bed said more Ellie no. than Judge. That's right, he did. And Chad says, I agree, but even getting the judge mentioned, even if I'm misguided, means you got
2: some ridiculous power at shortstop. It does. That's yeah, right, Jim. And, and like I, I don't know that he's a shortstop long-term, but if he's James Wood, I mean, is that, that's a pretty f- stinking amazing prospect. James Wood's a pretty legit top 10 prospect right now. Yeah. And once he figured it out last year, he just rocketed up lists because you could see he had the plate discipline. He had the, all those things that you need. So, yeah,
3: I've always liked Wood from the start. And, yes, he has improved and obviously grown. But uh, I think Wood's yeah. a, a better overall hitter than – I don't think Austin Charles will ever meet what James Wood does, but it's very early still, so I can eat those words in five years. Uh, Chad says, I got a question about a couple prospects not mentioned often. How soon will we see Spencer Horwitz uh, Okay, and Lantigua in Toronto? Both are having phenomenal, albeit understated seasons. And who has the quicker path? I can tell you right now, this is my opinion, Ben. I'll just get it on the record with Spencer Horwitz, who I watched Arizona Fall League 2021 two years ago. First time I saw him or heard of him, I was in afternoon game over in Surprise, wherever the hell we were in Arizona. <laughs> and that same game included Nelson Velasquez of the Cubs, who I was way more impressed by. I was like, oh, I really mm-hmm. like that guy. But Spencer Horowitz, he doesn't seem like a guy who fits where he's supposed to be playing position-wise. He's a little smaller and I'm not sure he's going to have the same type of pop here. He just doesn't seem to show that. I mean, I haven't looked at his minor league numbers in a minute, so I'll pull those up. But it seems like he's miscast in a way. And his name gets mentioned, and he stays in the loop in Toronto. But Horwitz is a guy that I'm just not sure is
2: ever going to pop. I completely agree. hes They've been trying him in the outfield some, simply because they want to have a way to play him. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's under six foot tall, not really well built and yet he's a first base only um, yeah. they're trying to play him in left and it's not been a pretty sight um he covers about as much ground as i do um <laughs> and you know I, i'm just a few years past, seen you move But i've seen you move days, so.
3: you were very agile yeah, well, <laughs> very agile as a lineman, i must say
2: in, in in two inch spaces by god i can really do well <laughs> um, i want to burst but, off the line he had yeah so the god yeah, uh but you look at his line this year and this is kind of what you see he's got he's got an ability to hit for average not going to debate that whatsoever the guy's always had that it seems like he's just he's been a guy who can make contact for days and he doesn't strike out a ton but the power is severely lacking and when you're a first base profile and at best a corner outfield profile you got to have the power you just you have to have something you're bringing power wise to those positions or else elite stinking defense at one of those positions and he just doesn't he's got a great eye obviously i mean 39 walks to 43 yeah. k's this year is incredible
3: that's an outstanding number yeah. clearly he's an obp uh a dream he is a guy you'd want to roster yeah. in your obp league but the power is missing <sighs> I don't know. Who does he remind you of in that respect where he can draw, walk, and get on base, but the power isn't there? I'm trying to think of a, a comp for Horowitz.
2: Well, I mean, if he, he, he's still not there in power, but you're talking about like a guy like a Mark Grace or Sean Casey sort. Um, but he's not a, I mean, he doesn't have even that much power. I mean, Casey was a guy who hit yeah. 20 multiple times. Um, yeah, grace he, was a guy who would put up 50 double seasons he doesn't right. have that kind of power even mm-hmm. so
3: that's those are good yeah
2: that's solid. if he could if he could be like
3: that one of one of the worst guys really i mean sean casey was a viable starter in the major leagues for many years and the power definitely faded as much as it could towards the latter part of his career by the time he showed up to my bozo tigers late in his career but he was still very <laughs> very useful Go tigers. uh they called him the mayor i believed he was uh Mayor, But what about the other side of this that, you know, Chad mentioned Horowitz and Lantigua. I have less to say yeah. about Lantigua. Do you have more to say about Lantigua?
2: Lantigua is a guy who is desperately seeking a position that he doesn't stink at, um, which, you know, I, I try to be as nice as possible here. His offensive skills are actually quite good, but they're quite good in that you're talking about a guy who could hit for a solid average. He's going to walk more than he strikes out. And as a fantasy owner, that's it. I mean, you're—he doesn't have big power. He doesn't have big, definitely not a plus speed guy. Um, but yeah, nowhere near the power you'd want. Uh, He does have 18 doubles this year. I just that that surprised me when I pulled up his line. Mm. Um, but how much of that is the AAA game where everything seems juiced in? international league pacific coast league all of triple a right now seems to be just hitting like nobody's business for power and yet he's only got four home runs and 18 doubles so if everybody's seeming to be able to tap into some power well and he's getting double power while everybody else is tapping into regular power when he gets to the majors and right now we're seeing one of the lowest batting averages we've seen since the mound was lowered. <laughs> I'm not quite sure where he's going to get that power. Um, mm-hmm. And the other side of things is you're talking about a Toronto team that has a lot of depth on their infield. I mean, they, they can't find anywhere to play someone like Cava, you know, Kevin Vigio. They can't find anywhere to consistently play a lot of really good ball players. Yep. And he doesn't really stand out at any defensive position in the infield. He's five seven, nothing. Like I think I might have a leg that weighs more than he does. So, was this uh,
3: Arias comp for for Horwitz, Chad, or because you're not probably not talking about Lantigo? I don't think because Arias could get on base, but he has no pop. But he's also yeah, a really good hitter I, in terms of getting
2: batting average pop. The thing that uh, that is so different about uh, Luis than any other type of guys that he's getting cop there that he typically gets comp to he'll swing at pitch. Number one, he'll swing at pitch. Number four, he's not going to walk a ton, but Arias is going to make a ton of contact. And he's just, he's not, this is the first time in his career that Lentuit Lentigua has been over 300 mm. um, as a hitter. And once again, we're talking about a, you know a triple A AAA season that's been really easy on getting numbers. Oh okay, yeah, I I have a mistake in 2018 for part of the season he hit 303. So false oh, season numbers, so Buster. He's, he's <laughs> never had a whole season that was over 300. So I <laughs> hit the, looked at the numbers, but Horwitz. I mean, if you're talking Horwitz, is the Arias uh, comp? I just maybe, but he's not that kind of I mean, the thing that Arise brought to first base, he still wasn't a great defender. A, he was small, which, you know, Horowitz is less than six feet tall. And B, but B, he brought range. You know, he wasn't great at a lot of the things you want a first baseman to do, but he brought in a dimension of range that you usually don't see out of a first baseman because he's – he may be a subpar second baseman but a subpar second baseman still moves left and right better than a first baseman just in general and that's, true. that's what he brought to first base for the twins last year horowitz isn't that and that's the issue is he's not that kind of guy because you need to be able to once like we said you need to be able to bring something defensively that's really valuable if you're not hitting big power at one of those corner positions Damn right. That's the issue. Ben speaks the truth here
3: live with Blotso Podcast. We're going to
1: get all in your face oh, and whoops. point out your faults.
3: No, we're not. Well, we will do that. I guess we've pointed well, out some was... faults. Yeah, I mean, we don't, you know, we're not trying to be that cruel is. here, but uh, uh, here we go. Two L's, two Z's. You talk. Podcast. Give me two. Also, I got some more I want to talk about here with Toronto because it's interesting. But Joe brought up Matt Carpenter ish for Horwitz. I've said, yeah, but, you know, Carp showed a lot more power. Carp had massive 30 home yeah. I know 2019 was a. Juice ball fiesta, but he's still shown more pop than Horwitz has ever shown so far. So if Horwitz could end up like Carpenter, that'd be great. Actually, I would, I would take that.
2: For and that's, I mean, you're talking about your absolute best environment, and you're talking about a guy who, yeah, in 2022 he hit for average, but he really, and and I guess okay, I, I lied. In 2013, when he first came up, if Horwitz could be a guy like. That um you're talking Carpenter at that point, he led the majors in runs and hits that year and doubles. He had 55 doubles and only 11 home runs.
3: Yeah, we forget about that, Ben. We forget about Matt Carpenter yep. a lifetime ago because he's been around the league since 2011. Matt Carpenter was a OBP machine. I mean, I rostered OBP in yeah. my home league because that's where we we've used OBP for at least eight years in my home league, which is head to head cats on Yahoo. that's right, head to head cats on Yahoo. Never give up. Never surrender. But Carpenter was always very valuable for a stretch there until about 2018. He started to fall off 2019 yep. as an OBP guy, and the power came later. And that was just a nice bonus when he had that big year with I think it was like 37 dongs or whatever it was. So, well, uh, he altered 36. his
2: swing significantly, and so that's the that's the thing is so he changed his swing notably in order to get to that power. Ah, and you saw the strikeouts him, went up. You saw him, yeah, and you saw him go from a guy who was a I mean, he did hit almost 320 one year, but I mean, he was a legit 280 to 300 hitter. And all of a sudden he's 272 and then started to fall off quick to 241, 257, 226. I mean, that's, that's the difference you see very, very quickly. Still walked a ton and always, always has. But now, I mean, just look at what he's putting up this year with the Padres, a 192 batting average. Got a 303 on base, so he's still getting on base at a decent rate. But he's he's kind of he changed his swing in order to get that get more power, and it's just it's kind of falling off for him. Yeah, you know, for his career, he's still a
3: 126 WRC plus career. That's outstanding. That's really good. That's a that's an excellent player to have on your team for 10 years. If you could have a 126 WRC plus, remember, 100 is average for those of you that are unfamiliar. Um, also, Chad says, my thoughts go right to Endy, but with DeGrom out for the season, could it be lighter time? Uh, no. that Because he's looking at who's the no. next. This is what everyone's doing now. Of course, we should take a look at this, Ben. The next big name to make a debut or make a splash here this season. There's only going to be so many. I mean, it's not going to... Ellie's a special event, but there's still going to be some players here that are worthy of keeping an eye on or stashing to return. There's guys that have been up and went away like Jose Miranda. Maybe he comes back, but it looks really bad for him this year. I gotta say, and I can't believe how bad it looks, Ben, for Jose Miranda to get back to the majors this season. I, I, I don't want to say that, but I'm not optimistic whatsoever. But uh, tell, what do you think about? Le- We've talked about later before. You got a little excited. Was it two weeks ago where he looked
2: a little bit better? He's made some adjustments. And, might and he has, and he's continued those. But if we get into pecking order, um, Texas has a pretty solid triple a staff i mean i'm not saying any of them are world beaters here but um let me get my brain on here i'm thinking you're talking cole Wynn, who yeah he's not blowing anybody away um you know he's his era is crap but he's prop and i guess yeah i i didn't realize it was quite as bad as it is okay <laughs> never mind on cole win um okay but you know you've got you've got a number of guys that they have that are probably ahead of him in the overall scheme of things um i would personally uh much rather see them give a shot to owen white mm, um he's in double a but yes and and he's a he's a much more polished pitcher and frankly he's He's a guy, yeah, and and I think it's mentioned here that he was, he was, uh, or he is on the forty man, um, but I like him a lot as a pitcher that can come up and not hurt you. Maybe not be elite, but not okay. hurt you as a pitcher. Well, um, like a like a fought, like fought was supposed if, to be, yeah, right. I if mean, fought pitched better, <laughs> well, and and what the expectations for fought should have been. Um, yes well we covered
3: that yeah versus
2: where it went um right. so i mean yeah and you know their their triple roster they got a bunch of guys who are kind of toss you can toss them aside pretty easy a kyle cody cody bradford's just a guy um you know and that's that's not discounting that they have a chance to be a major leaguer it's just that's who they are james marvel Another guy who he's been up before, he's just kind of there. Yeah. But their double A rotation has a number of guys and a couple of them on the on the forty man already.
3: Red alert. Red alert. Commercials incoming. Please be prepared to ignore them. These people are not your friends. These messages are intended to make you feel bad or that something is missing from your life. Red alert. Commercial's incoming. Prepare to enable the use of your 15-second skip-ahead button. You are in terrible peril. Red alert. Red alert. Commercial's incoming. In three, two, one. I wanted, we talked about it last week in a way, but is it absurd to think that double-A might become more common? Should we look to double-A a little bit more for call-ups now than we have in the past? Or are some of these situations kind of just fluky where there's an opportunity and there's a need based on that specific position? Like with the, um, you think about some of the double-A's. We talked about Bryce Miller of the Mariners, Yuri Perez of the Marlins. Um yep. anybody else that comes to mind this year it came up from double A. I think there's a few more, but are these flukes or just possible trend where there's gonna be more aggression? And as we talked about on last week's show, the Jerry DePoto saying that like, or was that in the Discord? Somebody talked about Jerry DePoto would skip triple A entirely because it's a nightmare for pitchers. So she'll be maybe focusing on double A to look for pitchers more than hitters.
2: That's where it comes into what organization? Okay. Um, you know, you've got what's your organization? Because somebody made the comment on one of my podcasts I listened to uh, this week that there is not a single top one hundred pitcher in the Southern League in Double A Southern League. Um, wow! They've wanted to get guys out of there in a darn hurry. You saw how quickly Smith Shaver moved up and passed there. That's they right. Smith so Schauber. Yuri, they, they promoted Yuri straight from there, but there was some discussion that perhaps they didn't want. And, and Yuri had actually struggled at that level to some degree with that tackified ball. So, two
3: you know, angels got the uh, call for double yep. A as well as Joe mentions here.
2: And I think it depends. You, If you're in a Pacific Coast League ballpark, there's a very good chance you want to bump your guys straight up um the only other thing i can see there that might you know be a little bit different is if you end up having i mean gosh a team like the a team like the diamondbacks they might have the most hitter friendly double a park in all of or most friendly minor league park of any park in minor in the minors with their double a park so going to reno and the Pacific coast league really isn't a big difference for their pitchers. Okay. So, so it's
3: team context specific, that. like you said. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense about the transitions, the parks. You got to look at all this stuff. You guys got to go in and look at, Hey, which of these parks is more ridiculous than the others and which ones are less. So when it comes to giving up power and a lot of dongs and Ben, Ben, Or Joe said Ben discussed him last week, but Ben Brown would be fun. Yeah, we've talked about Ben Brown a lot recently. Chad said, would it be more likely we start seeing bumps from single A to triple A more if the aggressive double A to MLB moves aren't working out? (sighs) I I,
2: I think you're completely going on context there because like the Smith-Schauber thing, he was a guy who had all kinds of elite raw pitch talent. And you knew that once he figured out the control of it he was going to rocket through the system yes um and it's kind of like a you want to get on the hitter side like we had talked about with Ellie Ellie was just kind of trying to figure out how to control the strike zone even though he was striking out more still striking out a bunch last year it was a matter of being able to control the strike zone and make contact throughout the strike zone and once he did that he rocketed up that's right that's going to be what you see a little bit more is perhaps is seeing a guy who, geez, he's so stinking good that he gets just a touch at double-A because he's he's shown that thing we've been waiting for him to figure out, he's shown that he can do it. But anyone you talk to in the minor leagues still says double-A is that big step from A-ball to double-A. And we listened to Justin Henry talk about it last year, about he went from, you know, where the – he could see lots of pitches down the middle, you know, he called it a middle, middle pitch. And he saw none of them once he got to double a and, you know, he was, you know, they were, he was talking to, uh, I think it was Michael Harris or Von Grissom, one of the two of them that he had played with and, uh, and told him that hadn't even seen a pitch in the middle, up or down, let alone (laughs) middle, middle, middle. And that's just when you get up that next level, and what you have to do to be successful as a pitcher at that next level at the double a level it makes it so hard for hitters yeah but pitchers pitchers you might see some more of that cuz once they've got that that control figured out and especially if there's something goofy going on at a certain double a level every level has different tricks they're trying out for the major league baseball sure folks forget that there are little things all the way along the pickoff rules that we have in place now, there were variations on those pickoff rules at every level last year. You could walk from you, could go from A to low A to high A, and there'd be a different pickoff rule. Then up to Double A, and there was a different pickoff rule. So these guys have had adjusting pickoff rules, but they've had to deal with pickoff rules throughout the last couple of years. Yep. Um, so
3: hey, I'm with you on all that. That makes a lot of sense to me, guys. It's always about context. Context is key here. The you talk podcast. Give me two Two L's, two E's, two E's, two Z's, two L's. Yes. I don't know. By the way, me and Leanne are actually looking at apartment complex. I'm not kidding. It's called the palazzo with one l so it'd be pretty funny if we end up there <laughs> i mean it'd just be fun Live circle. from the palazzo that's right you know there's a the palazzo <laughs> in vegas i always notice that every time i go to vegas i'm like oh there it is i take a picture of it that's with one l so palazzo two l's two z's were unique uh, joe says from a hitter's perspective, are we all in on Cowser watch Now that Ellie is up, yeah, Colton Couser watch. Maybe I'm going to say the same thing about Colton Couser in a month, Ben, where I'm like, oh, man, I don't have any Colton Couser shares, and I don't get to enjoy any of this. I don't think that's going to be the same case as Ellie
2: La Cruz, but. No. Couser's legit. I mean, he's probably the next, I don't want to say, I don't know if I want to say impact, because I think he's going to be a guy that won't hurt you as much as he is an impact guy. But at the same time, he's going to be a guy that you want to start um, once he got, does come up. I, if you want to get beyond that, Jackson Churio is probably your other, your next guy who's got Ooh. some established double-A time. Milwaukee has had plenty of opportunities already to push him and has not. There's a reason. Remember that this guy is still 19, 20 years old in double-A. Um, the other one to look at, very well, could be. Uh, well, the other two to look at could be Evan Carter and Pete Crow Armstrong. Ooh. Um, Pete Crow's defense is uh, holy crap, good. Um, so that could move really, really quick. Um,
3: what about Freylich? What I mean, he's getting back from the thumb now, he's going to be rehabbing yeah. and he'll be back in the mix. I will say. Uh, Mike, this is Mike, by the way. Me and Mike are going to be doing the show later at 9.15. You guys should be here back again. It's already posted, all that stuff. You know how to do all that. You click on it, and then the show starts. Anyways, Freilich has gotten the moon men from that UCL. Not this UCL, but the other. There's more ligaments that we care to know in our body, and his thumb got ripped. (laughs) I've done – I've actually done both. It's really funny. I've torn my UCL in my elbow and my UCL in my thumb. You know, over the same year, it was just a bad year. Uh, maybe it was a sign it was time for me to move on from playing too many physical sports because I was still playing tackle football and I was almost 30. And that's when I I, I was the quarterback in that game. It was a pickup game and I threw the ball forward and this guy just smashed the crap out of my thumb as soon as the ball left my hand. It was really painful. And the UCL actually was more painful in my elbow. I was trying to throw an outlet pass on a rebound in a pickup basketball game when I was a senior at Michigan. So I'm throwing a football like past down the outlet. Mm-hmm. This guy this is a pickup basketball game. This guy stops me dead in the hardest point of my throw from behind to stop the ball, and it just it snapped. And I screamed. I jumped up and down. I looked. Yeah. I didn't know what to do. I was just like jumping up. You're like, oh, ah, 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 ah. it was really bad. And that that took a while to come <laughs> back from because I didn't have surgery. I had to let it just kind of do its thing on its own. But at any rate, nobody I'm, cares I'm sorry. about. Sorry, my- I, sh-
2: I shouldn't. I shouldn't be laughing. That's just rude, No, it's
3: hilarious. I, w- uh, <laughs> I wish we had that video of me freaking out from that because that was really painful. But my point being here is that Joey Weimer is on fire now. He's really heating up. He hit two dongs yep. yesterday, and now that makes things more complicated for any other Milwaukee outfielder. And Willie that's... Adamas is back. He hit a dong. I think the Milwaukee offense is going to really move upwards now yeah. in a positive trajectory because they've been so bad. So that's bad news for, for
2: and And you've got... Um, Urias back to um, Luis Urias, uh, right? Urias. Exactly. So they have they have more of what they wanted to be their starting opening day <laughs> lineup. There, they also optioned uh, Terrain. He, he went down him. finally.
3: Yes. So and which that's,
2: was that's been a bummer for some of my leagues because he was kind of a nice, you know, nice little guy to have on your team. Uh If you want to look at maybe some guys, I honestly think your next guys that could be quote unquote, impact guys that are going to come up are pretty much all arms. Um, hmm. I mean, within, I don't know how quickly Kyle Harrison would, will come up, but he has looked a lot better lately and he's still among the, you know, K per nine leaders in the minors. Um, you've got, you know, once he gets healthy Tiedemann's got to be in thoughts and, um, what about Mauricio? Yeah. Ronnie
3: Mauricio, do you think
2: he's got a spot up there? I guess the big question is going to be where do they play?
3: That was my immediate yeah.
2: thought. I w- I would love to see him work in the outfield because I think offensively he could really help that team and he's got the general athleticism to where he could work in a lot of other places. I just don't know. He needs to get He needs to get us uh get reps out there before they're ever going to do that. Yeah, that's true. Um, but the other, you know, you're going to have guys like Mick Abel, like Andrew Painter, Gavin Williams. These are, I, as far as impact offense, I just, I have trouble seeing a guy right now. Tyler Soderstrom might be, I was just trying to think of who's at AAA. Soderstrom's a guy, terrible home park. But if he comes up, who are the A's going to play ahead of him? I mean, <laughs> He's got so much more talent than anybody in that A's lineup right now, let alone, yeah. you know, if if they're willing to, you know, start the clock on him, he's going to play every day. And so that's a guy, and he's just, he's pure hit. You know, he may play some catcher, most likely going to play a lot of first and DH. That's probably your biggest impact bat to watch rest of season. Well, obviously, uh, that could be C- good.
3: CES, I mean, or do you think CES yeah. is going to be blocked here now, unless there's a move? Because
2: that's—I really think you need to either see a move or you need to have, uh, like McLean, go start working in center or something mm. to that effect in order to open up some space. Because you—you've got, you know, India De La Cruz, McLean, um, you've got Spencer Steer, who's first base, third base, with Joey Votto coming back. And all speedster,
3: by the way, Spencer Steer has like six steals over the last week. I'm just saying it's incredible. Love that guy. He's He's my, have I never said this on camera? Spencer Steer is like my favorite player. He has been now for
2: a while. He, I was a big fan of him coming out of the twin system. And I made a lot of gambles on him in redrafts this year. And every single one of them, they are paying off. I'm very happy with that. move. (laughs) It's awesome.
3: The, the, The twins. I mean, I guess they don't really need him, but it, it, you know, it's, it might look like boy. I wish we could have got back something more if Molly never pans out. So
2: there's there were some discussions about, um, and nobody from the Twins has definitely confirmed this, but there were some discussions that the Reds wanted either Jose Miranda or CES oh. in that deal, and boy, thinking now how much it would be, how nice it would be to have that kind of power (laughs) available for the Twins. Because that's really in their lineup right now. They get a lot of, but the issue is they also have a crap ton of swing and miss. And so they just, they need guys who can produce and not strike out all the time. And that's honestly, I think if Eduardo Oulian would not be striking out when he comes up, because he's walking plenty, but if he would cut the strikeout rate in his major league time, he'd never go back down. So, yeah,
3: uh, did Jorge Polanco got hit today by a pitch or something? I don't know if he'll go back. Yeah, he's already ready to he, go on the IL all the time, unfortunately, but just keep an eye on that yeah. for Julian to come back again.
2: Yeah, that's if you're in a league where you get an extra roster spot when your guy goes on the DL or IL, uh, Jorge Polanco is a really good play because he's yeah. going to constantly be going in there and you can stream in someone to replace him. You're, you're just going to be in a really good spot to pick up the hot bat right now. Oh, a, hell yeah. You know, Absolutely. the last the last time he went on, you could have had Zach McKinstry for that time. And now McKinstry's, you know, started to cool off significantly. So yeah.
3: Joe says less impactful for the A's, but he's second base eligible. Maybe third
2: call up Zach Geloff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I I really like his, I I, I like him as a a hitter. I don't know. I don't know what you're going to get at the major league level with him as far as, fantasy counting stats, but I think he's going to be a consistent like doubles and good average sort of hitter. Yeah. But whether he gives you 15 home runs or 30 home runs, I think that's, there's potential for that entire range right there. He has got the raw power to hit 30, but at a not in that ballpark and B, I don't know if he's going to tailor his swing to do it because he's very successful doing what he does. So
3: Well, Nolan Jones uh, had a good game yesterday. So, yeah, Nolan Jones is a guy I picked up in 12 teamers this past week just because he had six games at Coors this week, and that's all I needed to know. I really don't care who it is. Coors. Because it's Coors Field and the summer's here. But, yeah, uh, Nolan Jones, uh, season long here. Are we feeling like he's going to stick around and somebody you like, Ben, or was there any negatives
2: of Nolan Jones? I I will say, and this is shown through so far in his major league time i have nolan jones put in a lot of work physically and you see it in his speed um yes he hit for really good power uh in in the minor leagues this year but holy cow the he's got two steals already at the major league level he does and it's it's not a fluke he has worked really really hard at developing his body over the last year i think losing out in Cleveland, I think he thought he had a spot there. And in all seriousness, their offense badly needs his skill set. Yep. So I I'm pretty sure he looked at that and went, "Yep, I should be playing every day." And <laughs> what I will say is he is playing first and he's playing outfield. So if you are in a system that has Nolan Jones as a third baseman, enjoy it this year. I don't know that he's going to play third for the Rockies.
3: No. Um, no, now so. with Brendan Rodgers coming back, too, they got too many people that they could use yeah. in the infield. Uh, he's I see him as an outfielder. Gritchick moves on eventually. There's, you know, they want to move away. I would think. I mean, and Chris Bryant's never going to be healthy. So there's a spot in the outfield yeah. that was available, unfortunately. Uh we gotta go. We're way over time, but I, I yeah. want to give you guys some options. I will say in response to what you said, Ben, how you thought that. A lot of the call-ups going forward that could be impactful will be pitchers. On the flip side of that, hitters that could be impactful from the minors might be guys that aren't uh, rookies. You know, There could be guys like Oscar Gonzalez, who's back in AAA right now, Uh, and I mentioned Jose Miranda. Some of the guys that didn't work out already this year, they got sent down to come back. Take a look at that route in terms of people in the minors right now who could be impactful from a hitting perspective because – Outside of CES and a few other names that we just mentioned, yeah, it's it, it might be less fruitful for, like, rookie hitters to make more of an impact for the rest of 2023.
2: And to stick with our – I mean, I think we've got just a theme going on here with Oakland. A guy in that group, Cody Thomas. Cody Thomas has been up in the majors already. He's almost 30, 29, 28, right in that range. Hmm he's he is having a very nice season so far in triple a and just a guy i've always thought had major league skills um and hasn't had it he hasn't been up yet this year but i mean so far he has he's 318 381 613 13 homers six triples that's the thing that just kind of catches your eye he's not exactly an elite athlete i think he might have a about 15 steals, and is okay, 27 total minor league steals in 566 games. So, hmm. you know, three seasons worth of games, and he's got 27 steals. He's not going to steal you a ton, but that six triples, that's a big part because he has some big power. Hmm. And so, okay, something to watch.
3: And Chances, quick on Geloff, who gets there first, him or Brett Harris?
2: Hmm. I, boy, I...
3: It's tough. It's tough to know.
2: Yeah, and it's just a matter of what what is Oakland looking for? Because I honestly think Zach Yelof's coming up if you're looking at playing a guy that's going to be there for a long, long time. Okay. Um, but oh. Harris Harris is a guy that can fill in a lot of places and could be very valuable for them in that route, that he oh. can play second, third, first. Um, well, I, I like I the Jonah Bride call-up then. Idea. I like Bride
3: being called up a couple weeks ago, but he's not getting everyday playing time necessarily. So I don't know how there's going to be enough. You know, Azo Aguilar is gone. Uh, They got some guys here. They're going to trade at the deadline. Maybe they'll trade them sooner than before the deadline. Um, I don't know. It's a little confusing right now for the A's, even though they have all this. Oh, shit. I forgot. Thursday, you guys were here. I'm late. Yeah, we're good, Anthony. What the hell? (laughs) And he's on Twitch. (laughs) That's unusual. Uh, Before we go, I wanted to ask you, Trey Cabbage, can he come up this year? Or they have a plan to not use Trey Cabbage? Because he's crushing for the Angels. He's doing everything
2: offensively. I, I, I was blessed to cover him when he was in the twin system. Mm-hmm. 100% amazing dude. Um, just, you, you can't help but cheer for the guy. He is so fun to chat with. And he is absolutely crushed baseballs ever since he's come back he did some work on his swing uh during the pandemic and has just crushed baseballs ever since it's a matter of a staying healthy and for, yeah a staying healthy and and be having the opportunity last year he had you know he was crushing the baseball and then was knocked out after 30 games um which is a shame because he was having a hell of a year and he's crushing the baseball again this year uh I mean but they just got Odell back up. I mean they had to squeeze and find spot for Odell. I just don't know where we have don't know where we have a spot for for cabbage. I love him. I love watching the guy play because he loves the game.
3: Trade He's candidate so maybe. Watch play. I mean we don't have any inside info but <sighs> maybe they see him. The Angels aren't dead technically yet. They're barely hanging on here trying to stay in this playoff fight trade, trade cabbage to upgrade the major league roster because you want to impress Shohei. you want to keep Shohei. I, I hey, yeah. I don't know the mindset over there. We should probably talk to, uh, our other, our pal Taylor Ward, the other Taylor Ward, see what he thinks yeah. of all that. So,
2: well, my, my big question there is what do you get for cabbage? He's a guy who's 26 already. Uh, he's 26 um, in triple a, um, but if he's ready, and,
3: Ben, if he's ready, then he yeah. could come up to a major league roster right now. I mean, he's showing that he's ready. And if another team says, hey, that guy's ready to go. I know he's 26, but I've got a couple more years of control on a guy who could provide us with legitimate offensive firepower.
2: And I guess I didn't realize this until I just looked it up here. He's played almost all of his games this year at first base. Oh. Uh, so that's a different thing for... For the Angels, because really the Angels right now um are not killing you with your with how things are going for them in the infield anywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, let's be honest, their infield has just not been producing a lot at all. Um could you call him up and play him instead of Jared Walsh when everyone's healthy? Because okay, right now the guy who's played first base the most on their team is Gio Urshela. Uh, yeah. well, that's 300. He is. He's hitting 300. No but power. Yeah. He's hitting but he 300. Hits... He's hitting 300 with a sub 100 OPS plus. So that should tell you something. <laughs> yeah.
3: Hey, for people like me There's... who are desperate for cheap batting average, i I've used yeah. him where I've needed it. So. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean,
2: I guess I didn't realize Cabbage was playing so much first base. That might make some sense down the road for them to bring him up to play some first base but once again you just called odell or jeez crummy joe adele i can't combine the two (laughs) names i get o'doyle you know o'doyle rolls
3: Um, dude you're getting Adele. (laughs) yeah there you go guys remember that commercial that was a really annoying commercial for a long time that was for a long time. Both of yeah. those were all that. But, everything
2: we just did yeah. there was annoying. I think Renfro not being fully healthy helps give Adele a shot, but then after that, I just don't know where they find the spot. Where they find the spot for Cabbage, but I think he really would be good. So, All
3: right, well, I'll leave it on that note then. I just wanted to get a word on Trey Cabbage. Hope you guys enjoyed it. This is the Palazzo Podcast. Prospect's power, half hour. He's Benjamin Chase, I'm Michael You Utah, two L's, two Z's. Give me two. The Plotsal Podcast. All your standard social media platforms. Subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, we got a huge boost in subscribers. We're up to 450 suddenly. We were at 390 Holy like the other God. day. I don't know what happened. I have no idea what happened. Because you know how hard. To, all I can say is wow, great, thank you, cool. That's that's a big boost, and we appreciate that. Yeah. Keep subscribing. Five star view on the show on the podcast side. Follow Ben on Twitter, Big Gentle Ben on MJ all of All of you wonderful people in the live chat. I expect you all to come back at 9 15 when Mike, MKB Fantasy on Twitter, joins me. We talk about more fantasy baseball. Goodness. Good show, Woo-hoo. man. Yeah. Bye. power prospects is a curious thing. Make a times but it might just save your life that's the, power of prospects. that's the power of
1: prospects save big on your memorial day barbecue all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon